0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into another sad edition of SSPN. Uh, this probably isn't going to be the longest post game, not because me and Ethan don't love hanging out with you guys, but because we would just be sitting here repeating ourselves uh, with how the last three games have gone. So I'll start off with two positives, Ethan, because just to try to make something out of this, we mm-hmm. showed some fight in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Jeremy Sohan played one of his better games of the season. I'll, I'll give it to you on. <laughs> On the rest of what you saw in this one tonight man for positives
1: I echo your
0: statement best game
1: for Jeremy Sohan thus far zero assists 16 points played aggressively um, really kept us within tw- 15 to 20 I know that's a, like a a bad lead but even still he's the only reason we had a chance to go on a run in that fourth quarter at all uh, but negatives wise Again, continued with the low energy, Jude. Um, defensively, we continue to look lost. Chemistry is just not there yet. Um, fighting over screens pick and pick-and-roll situations has been a nightmare. Um, we can't get extra possessions against bigs like Hartenstein and Robinson and Julius Randle, who were just killing us. We couldn't get offensive rebounds. They were, they were swallowing up everything and, and really pushing Wemby out of his comfort zone and kind of getting him into high-post scenarios um we had 13 turnovers to their 3 that's not a good statistic um however Jeremy had zero of those turnovers so that's positive um something that i don't know if it was the Knicks. i want to give them credit they're they're still a solid def- defensive team that's their identity but we shot 26% from 3 and let them shoot 45% from 3 so clearly teams will continue to use us as three point practice jude it's it's getting ridiculous out there i saw someone posted a meme it was like Teams against the Spurs, and it was literally just Steph Curry when he broke the record in the three point shootout uh, with no defender just pulling the balls off the rack. So, when that meme is populating Twitter, you know it's not a good defensive night for the Spurs. And the last thing I want to say real quick, Jude, is post up opportunities for Victor Wimbanyama. I tried to track them. I may have missed one or two. Um, So, if you think I may have missed one or two, please feel free to interrupt me or say so in the comments. But uh, I'm just going to read them off real quick, Jude, if you don't mind is that all right with you yeah please all right so first one was a bricked shot no dribbles he just kind of got it in the the mid post faced up pulled it bricked it second one face up dribbled a few times tried to spin baseline got picked by hartenstein the third one was a mid post up faced up shot it back iron it was a miss Uh, next one another mid post face up jab he hit this one Another mid-post, multiple jabs, tried dribble-spinning baseline again, and it got picked off from the help defender. Um, another face-up mid-post, one dribble kick-out. And then last the last one he had was a, a, a low post-up. Low post um, he spun inside for that slam, didn't even need to take a dribble. Um, so those are his opportunities in the isolation in post-up. I may have missed one or two that maybe he would have kicked out rather than tried to score. Um, uh, but the only reason I was trying to track that was to see exactly like, were we passing him the ball in those situations? Was he dribbling too much? Cause I made that ass- uh, assertion last, last live. And we got a little bit of feedback saying the only reason he was dribbling too much was because he wasn't getting enough touches. Um, so you could argue that he could have gotten more than that. Um, but when he misses the first five opportunities, right. it's kind of difficult to go back to him in those situations.
0: Exactly my thoughts, Ethan, because I was even thinking while you were just talking, I was kind of doing a roundabout in my head. I was like, well, you know, it would have been nice to still try to get him the ball. But it's like he's not you could even tell by his body language that that wasn't going to be a good idea if we continued to do that. Um, We saw the cell play for a little bit. Uh, (laughs) That's another, I guess, takeaway we can find from this game. Obviously, they were just getting him out there to try to ease him back into play. Um, I mean, you, you still see his impact and you still see what you miss from him, but obviously what we've seen in the last three games, I don't think just putting Devin in fixes us, allowing all of these teams to torch us from three point land. Like you said, I mean, and that was another thing that, that I was kind of thinking about in this game. And, you know, obviously we, we, we tried to, you know, dive into kind of the specifics of the last two back-to-backs that we saw and, you know, tried to make sense of it, um, And obviously, we still had some offensive struggles as well. But I think really it kind of gets back to something that Devin even said. And and the the entire team really said coming into media days, it starts with our defense. Mm -hmm. And we have just continued to be atrocious um, (laughs) in these last three games since those two Phoenix games. I don't know what happened, man. Um, I think a little bit of it still ties in with the mental toughness. That's why I kind of highlighted Jeremy tonight. I felt like he was mentally tough throughout the game. For sure. Um, I like that we tried to get Doug the ball a lot, especially considering the situation that we're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think this is the key right now. This is the key right now, Ethan. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm the problem. <laughs> yeah, you got to get back <laughs> to been Texas. been 0-3 since I've left the state of Texas. So maybe when I get back tomorrow, if we win the in-season tournament game with the city court and everything, I think we've figured out the issue, and I apologize. Um, <laughs> we'll have to wait until Friday to see if that's the case. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I see Justin Lenore saying starts with our defense is wild. I don't think these kids think about defense at all. I I mean, that's just, I mean, I I understand your frustration, Justin, but they definitely think about defense. They're NBA players. That's like all they're working on. But obviously they're getting schooled right now. (laughs) You know, I'll say that. But at the same time, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I agree that our effort is low and everything, but like, you know, this is just kind of. It, I think it does start with our defense. I mean, that's why we're. It does. Yeah, like that's. It I mean, starts and finishes
1: with our defense. Yeah. I mean, I mean offensively, really, I, we, I don't. Say? I don't think we played necessarily bad offensively. Like we were getting right. some open looks, we just weren't hitting any of them. And maybe it would have been more competitive had we been able to get some shots. And
0: sorry, Justin. I think my bad, bro. <laughs> I part part of the
1: problem. What what happened?
0: You're good. Oh, You're good. okay. I didn't interrupt you, bro.
1: No, no, no worries. Um, I was say I, I the defensively part of the problem is just chemistry, man. And uh, we've reiterated it over and over again. It's it's gonna take some time. And I think a lot of the people, a lot of the older fans, kind of realize that. Like this is not something you pick up overnight. Is kind of trust in one another and understanding switching and rotations because. You know, we're trying to switch everything with our length and our lineup where Wemby's able to guard perimeter defenders. Jeremy as well can switch on to bigs and pick and roll situations. But when we do that over and over again, you know, you have to pick up, like if you switch on to someone else, you have to pick up that guy's man, right? And a lot of times we're just, we're slow in rotations. And some of it can be attributed to guys trying to make too many big plays like Jeremy gambling a little bit too much in the passing lanes, Wemby roaming a little bit too much in my eyes, I think that he sometimes looks for the big block, the big help defensive play. And those are great highlights. And I love when he does it because it's what makes him special with an eight-foot wingspan. But now that teams have some film on him, they know he's liable to drift away from his man, especially when his man's sitting corner. So, And the same can be said for Zach Collins because neither of them are like, Super comfortable on the perimeter, even though Wemby's very capable at defending the perimeter. When they're help defenders on the weak side corner or weak side wing, it's just natural for them to kind of move away. And when that happens, and the guys kick out, and the ball rotates quick quicker than we can run out to our man, we give them wide open looks. And any NBA team, if you give them enough wide open looks, you know, even if you make the adjustments and you start contesting in the second half, it doesn't matter because they're they're in a groove and they've they've caught fire and there's nothing we can do except get the women and children out
0: yeah and when you've got quentin grimes jalen brunson Isaiah or emmanuel quickly i mean mm-hmm. you're giving those guys open looks it's it's not a good situation uh, yeah. defensively, though going back to that you touched on this a little bit earlier but i think it's really been highlighted our, our pick and roll defense is just so really- bad It's, I mean, they're either getting wide open threes behind screens when guys are getting caught up, or they're working through and finding a mid-range jumper pull up, you know, um, and it's just, it's just, it's just easy. I mean, I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't think of how many times, like, I saw one-on-one with a manual quickly, and I was just like, oh, it's cookies. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's cookies. Uh, I hate to say it. Um, I will say... You know, obviously this is starting to become a trend and it's frustrating, Mm. but it is still the eighth game of the season. It's not an excuse or anything, but it is true. I think Mark makes a good point here. Um, And and going back to Justin a little bit, he just said, I didn't mean that literally earlier with that comment. So Mm. shout out to you, Justin. Thanks for watching. Sometimes we have people in here that do mean that stuff literally. So that's why I took it that way. Um, But Ethan, you know, I mean, we could sit here and talk about this game, but I think we've kind of already covered basically... All of it. Um, Mm -hmm. What I kind of want to talk about, there's two things we can end off with. We can kind of preview the in-season tournament game because obviously the ante is going to be raised in that one. And it's not going to get any easier when we've got to play Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards. And I know that that team's had their struggles, but we've had our interior struggles. I mean, tonight we got easily pushed around by Julius Randle and Mitchell Robinson. Um, and you know, you could argue that, I mean, bluntly, actually Kat and, and Rudy Gobert are bigger than both of them. So, um, well, now that I think about it, it might Mitchell might be a little bit bigger than Rudy Gobert, but I think y'all, those are two like true centers, like Julius mm-hmm. Randall is a, is a four. Um, so we're going to have that issue on top of Anthony Edwards, probably in the pick and roll all night. Jaden McDaniels is another good young player for them as well. Um, that's going to be a tough one, but what I wanted to ask you before we get into that Ethan. Mm -hmm. You know, since those two Phoenix games, we've just had like a massive drop off other aside from the first half in the Raptors game. Do you think like like how much of this do you think is mental? Like because and I don't want to say that it's all mental, but like what what do you what how do you make sense of just since that the collapse in the Raptors game that we just haven't been able to have a response in these last two? We've just come out slow you know, got down 20 and, and, haven't been able to respond like we were in the first Phoenix game. I think
1: a lot of it defensively is, is mental. offensively. I think we're just missing shots right now. I think we have to get out of this funk and hopefully it will lead to more competitive games. Uh, but defensively it's, it's mental fatigue and it's just lack, lack of chemistry and, and, and understanding of defensive scheme and where they need to go after rotations. Um, I think Devin can fix a lot of that, uh, but I also want to give a lot of credit to the teams that we're playing. These have not been bad teams. I know we beat Phoenix, and they're a good team, but they were still without—they they were missing two stars in that first game, and they were missing one star in the second game. And they're still pretty new um, as far as their rotational pieces. Like they have a lot of guys on one-year contracts that just started playing this year. Um, so as soon as we started playing some veteran teams with poise um, and chemistry, you know we've we started to struggle a little bit. So I think it's just something we're going to have to live with for a while
0: yeah and the other thing about those two Phoenix games one they didn't have De- uh, Devin Booker in the first game and then the second game was their first game back with Devin Booker mm-hmm. yeah one very true and Wemby
1: had 38 like I said if Wemby goes off for 38 like we're gonna win that game
0: or the first where, game against in it. sorry to interrupt you but that no, first just, game against the Suns Kelden Johnson 27 and 18 uh, and 18 from Victor and Devin yeah we haven't had that
1: in a while. Yeah, that it's been it's been a minute. I feel so bad for Jeremy Sohan, dude, at this game because at the end of it, we were going on that mini run, and and who was the color commentator? It was his like birthday or something today. The Hall of you Fame me. coach, Hubie Brown. Yeah, sorry, I was blanking on his name, Hubie Brown. We did one of that run, and he was like, "Sohan's a good player, man. He's being aggressive. He's not really a shooter, but you know, he's kind of finding some momentum for the Spurs." And then as soon as the Knicks put a stopper in that run. And hit a couple threes, pop, called the timeout, and Jeremy just literally dropped his head. I saw that, and, no, a, I saw that. and put his hands on his ca- like his knees, and it was like, man, poor guy has been trying all game to get his teammates going, and and we just had no energy and 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 no bounce back from having an offensive struggle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I had more to add, but when you come out clanking. <laughs> the way that we were. And then on top of that, you know, I mean, you saw, you saw the interview with Katie George afterwards, (laughs) you know, after the first quarter, they asked, you know, what, what do you, you know, how would you describe your team's play in the first quarter? It's like, how would I describe it? Well, I look up at the scoreboard and it's pretty bad, (laughs) you know, we're, we're not, I mean, it's just the same things we've been talking about in, in all of these games, you know, we're miscommunications, not great rotations, Mm-hmm. turnovers missing open shots I mean even when we did have ball movement there were times where we missed wide open shots and then yep. when you're leaving all the other guys open and to be honest with you they're having just higher percentage shooters shooting anyway it's just not a good recipe for for success
1: <laughs> yeah one last point Jude sorry I know we're going a little <laughs> bit longer than we thought we would that usually is how things go on the, on the show um the zone defense thing. I don't think we actually started playing zone until the end of the third or maybe early fourth quarter. I could be wrong, but I remember Hubie Brown. Brown's like, I remember a moment in the game when he was like, Oh, the Spurs are throwing some zone at him. And you're correct. It did not work. But to be fair, nothing was working defensively. Um, so it, it worked against the, the, the Phoenix suns for a little bit. Didn't work tonight. Um, and also Wemby did finally get some play time at the five, yeah. um, in the second half as well but the whole game he was guarded by mitchell robinson or Hartenstein. Yeah. like he they did not most guys are have been defending him with like six five six six forwards that are strong and with, with low center of gravity not the knicks and they were pushing him out of the paint even if he got post like positioning they were they were pushing him into like 16 feet away from the basket
0: yeah, you know, it's a long season here, but I think as of right now, dark Dark Aeon's comment right here, the NBA figured out how to play us. I think as of right now with the team, I think that's very accurate. What is Juan weakness right now? That he can kind of get pushed around a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and we try to force him on the perimeter. Tom Thibodeau said, yeah, screw that, man. We're going to put Hartenstein and Mitchell Robinson on him regardless. And mm-hmm. and look what happened. Yeah, he got manhandled. <laughs> Shout out it was to man- hey, to happen. After- he says Nick's bigs are bruisers and took this personally. Wemby definitely has stayed out of rhythm and has rushed shots. Yeah, that's how it's that's how it's been. And Illuminati says they they manhandled Wemby there. So yeah, Ethan, it was it was a tough one. Um, I wish I had more analysis, but a lot of the a lot of the themes are kind of the, the last three games, at least the last two and a half games, if you will. Um, we just have not been able to get out of that funk. It's just been a re- repeat of that Raptors second half. Um, for since I mean for the last two games
1: mm-hmm. fingers crossed moving forward Jude
0: any final thoughts before we wrap this one up Ethan let's get in
1: the gym and start shooting threes on threes on threes everybody I need everybody everybody get with the shooting coach Jude, because if we get out of that that funk at the very least we'll have some more
0: enjoyable games to watch we'll be in a better place yeah to start we won't be in as much of a hole mm-hmm. another thing though that I do want to touch on the last thing before we end you sent me a tweet this week, and it was I, I believe from early last season. Some of our ball movement, or at least so, at some point last season, it was um, when, when Jakob Purtle was still playing. Um, and and it was you know I mean obviously it wasn't 2014 beautiful game you know the exact same, but it was 2014 beautiful game esque. Um, and it was just like when I saw that clip, it proved to me like hey like you know other than Jakob, everybody in that starting lineup. I believe it was Sohan, Trey Jones, Kelvin um and and maybe Devin I don't know but it might have been Doug but the point is there were four other guys that are still on the team now and it was just like it was really sad to watch because it was proof that like these guys can pass the ball they can you know move have ball speed and and always look for you know the extra pass that'll eventually get to an open look um and man we we have just we have just not found that in these last three games. And, you know, that does tie into kind of what we're doing, as we've mentioned before, in the sense that we're not, you know, really running any super scheme stuff right now. We're just kind of letting Wemby play out there. But it's interesting because, like, I felt like in those two Suns games, we were really like starting to call stuff a little bit. And maybe a little bit of that has to do with Devin being out because we did see a little, we obviously saw a lot of good things. In, in the beginning of that Raptors half. But I, I would mm-hmm. say that the first Raptors half had more to do with us scoring in transition than it mm-hmm. did with, you know, our offensive sets being in more flow. So what, I, what I, while I will say, you know, obviously, like I said, we're kind of, we're not really running too much. I have kind of seen a decrease as our rhythm has been off in these last mm-hmm. two games. Does that make sense? For
1: sure. And I think it stems from, we have zero transition offense right now because guys aren't giving we can't guys get are getting stops. offensive rebounds. We can't we can't get a board. Guys are getting offensive boards and we can't get steals. You're right. So guys are just scoring and now we're forced into half court situations, and that's gonna be a struggle.
0: Yep. Yep, 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 Ethan.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I this is another one. Illuminati sports and gaming spacing yeah. is horrible. And oh this this one hurts. Adrian says, can we get Chip back? Oh, oh, and you look at the, and, and go watch the thunder right now. Oh, that one hurts. Mm-hmm. Sam Presti, you, you stealer. Expert. to us. Shouldn't have done that to us. You know what? Maybe it was a bad omen that when I flew over here, Brent Berry was on my first plane. I forgot to tell y'all that. Um, mm. And he was just passed out dead tired. So maybe that was a sign that he was exhausted from what he knew was about to come. He was coming out of Austin, so I assume he was at G League training camp. But, you know, I, I, after seeing him on the plane, like, I'm like, you know, that, that maybe maybe it was just a sign that that was about to be our defense the next three games. <laughs> sounds, like did, ser- ahead, no, sounds like a sign to me. Go ahead, sorry.
1: No, that's all I've said. Sounds like
0: a sign to me. Yeah, no, but but funny story. This I'll leave you all with this, guys, because I know I just threw that out there. I was I, when I was flying to Florida um, on the way here, I saw a dude in you know a full like jump jumpsuit, uh, and it said NBA Academy on the side. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's probably somebody who works for the NBA. And so you know, I was like, I'm gonna go sit next to him, and I'm gonna go to the restroom because so I did have to go to the restroom. But like you know, I kind of planned it out. I'm gonna go sit down. I'm gonna try to get a little better look at him when I walk past him, and then I'm gonna go to the restroom. And sure enough, when I walk past him, I see the Spurs logo also on both sides. And I'm like, oh, OK, this is this is nice. And so when I come back out, I just go up to him. I say, hey, go Spurs, go. And it looks up and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Brent Barry right now. And then you know I go and sit down and, you know, I Google his face just to make sure. And sure enough, yeah, I'm, it was Brent Barry, and he was passed out on the plane, bro. So maybe we've been working hard with these guys. I don't know what happened after the Raptors and or after the Phoenix game, but.
1: Hmm.
0: these are these are the only explanations i have we'll see if things change when i get back to texas ethan
1: i am knocking on all kinds of wood and crossing
0: every <laughs> finger i have jude i'm hoping that's the issue because if it's not we got problems <laughs> we could just have problems yeah that that that's definitely the reason i'm just trying to make some fun for you guys right now to be honest. <laughs> we're wallowing in, in what these last three games have been with some of the the worst defensive performances, performances I've seen. I mean, even going back to last year, I, I, and maybe that's just, I've just removed a lot of that from my memory, but I mean, it's just, I think when you have Wemby there, it, it kind of complicates a little bit of things because he's still learning how to play the game and learning how to play his teammates. I say that, but you know, we, we saw him in rhythm in kind of some other games early in the season too. So it's also like we talked about with the guys he's matched up against, and and teams starting to you know figure out how to play him early as well. I'm sure.
1: Eh,
0: agreed. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for hanging out with us once again. Don't forget to hit that like and that subscribe button below if you enjoyed the content, and to stay updated with all the Spurs content this year. No matter how sad we may be, hopefully we will get past this. I, I, I assume in an 82 game season we will. I got to have some faith that we will get past this. But regardless, guys, we're going to be here for you as much as we can covering the whole season. So follow us on Twitter to stay updated, at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you on the next one. In-season tournament time next time. uh, We'll see if the Spurs can up the ante and go back home and and try to turn this thing around. Go Spurs, go, y'all. We'll see y'all.